You counting me down? You're live. Sorry. Okay. Today is the true start of the Santa Claus rally, right? The five days in between Christmas and New Year. Did we get a big discount yesterday to get ready for this rally? Markets close on Monday, short day next, short week next week. We'll talk to Triple D about that. He's a little skeptical about Santa Claus coming to town this year. We got numbers. We got PCE. And we know the numbers have been moving this market. Look what that GDP number did to the market. So we'll keep an eye on that. We have to talk Ape. We have to talk AMC. There's some ARB going on. I don't know what I would do if I was an AMC shareholder. It doesn't seem like too good of a deal to me. And Musk is done selling till 2025. Reveals that on Spaces. We got a special guest for you today. We're going to have a comedic look at the markets. Bill Santiago, everyone's favorite. He'll make fun of me. He'll make fun of Dennis. I don't know if he has any material on young Aaron stepping in here. But it's Friday. We're getting ready for the holidays, folks. Why don't we start this show? Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Folks, we're up 10 handles in the S&P futures at 38.59 and a quarter. That's uh, some 70 handles off that late day low from yesterday. Pre-market high, 38.66. Not much in there on the upside. I might even be happy to see the interday high from yesterday at 75 and a half. Uh, if we go into reverse a little bit, pre-market low, 37.75. Maybe I'd look at unchanged uh, the, at 49 to quarter. That's actually a double close from Tuesday. So Spoo's moving up higher. Uh, the dollar, that's just down fractionally here. Uh, 11 cents, 104.01. Uh, bonds are down almost uh, three quarters of a point at 127, 24, 30 seconds. Crude, back. Battling 80 bucks up a buck 82 at 79.31. Gold back above 1800 up 990 at 1805.20. Silver, that's up more on a percentage basis, but it's running into problems at 24. That's up 31 cents at 23.93. And Bitcoin, it is a $100 range, $115 to the green. It's up 16, it's at 16,850. Uh, let me bring in uh, Triple D and also Aaron Bree. Oh, how, that, that kind of rhymes. Aaron filling in for uh, Mitch, who's starting his holiday early. And uh, how you doing, Aaron? You're out there in St. Louis. Are you uh, Are you like under 12 feet of snow like they predicted? Yeah, we've got some snow outside. I'm looking out the window right now. Mostly, Joel, we're just dealing with extreme coldness. It's negative five degrees wow. right now, and it's uh, wind chill at negative thirty. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bunkered inside today. Um, you know, staying out of the cold. Dennis, how's the tundra? We have not had anything yet, so it just started snowing about an hour ago, and they are calling, but. Um, the temperature is holding up, which is why we just started snowing. We're actually 32 degrees where I'm at. So it's weird. You know, we got down in St. Louis where they're 20 degrees colder than us. I'm up where it's normally about 25 degrees right now. We're actually above normal temperatures here right now. So it just started snowing. They're calling, they were originally calling on this storm up here three to four feet over the weekend. Now they've changed their tune to one to two feet. So that sounds a little bit better. The three to four, I was like, I'm not going to be able to get out my door. One to two, I think I'm okay. So anyways, it is a snow day. They officially called off school ahead of time here. So kids get an extended holiday. They're pretty excited about that. All right. So here we are uh, coming up on a, a, a three-day weekend. Uh, absolutely pounded the market yesterday. They didn't like the hot GDP number, which I don't even want to go into this. If we're going into a recession, if we have a higher GDP, but we need higher interest rates, I mean, we could just chase our tail around on that. <laughs> and they just pounded the market. Mm -hmm. I mean, pounded, pounded, pounded. 
And then we got a rebound, Triple D. What did you see out there? Aaron, what did you have on your radar? Um, relentless selling all morning and then relentless buying all afternoon. So if you just bring up the S&P chart, you can see what I'm talking about. Basically, from the get-go, selling, selling, selling. And then at 1 o'clock, they're like, no, no, we've decided we're buying now. And then wicked 50-point rally in the S&P in the last three hours of the day. So it's not an easy – everybody just thinks, oh, yeah, short and stocks or shorts are killing it. It's not easy on the shorts either. There's some wicked rallies in there as well, which will shake you out. I do think I'm still selling rallies. I do think it's going to be an ugly 2023. I do think we could get some more tax loss selling in the next few days. But does Santa Claus come to town in the value names? Joel, this is the official start today of what um, of what the Stock Traders Almanac would say is the Santa Claus rally time, where you've got the last five days of the year plus the first two days of the new year. So we are officially on the fir first day of the last five days. So, Aaron Bree, with all that, do you <laughs> think Santa Claus is coming to town? I do think it is. I do think we saw some positive price action in the afternoon, which I was, I was happy to see. Um, and, and what I'll say yesterday, we, we can't talk about yesterday's price action without talking about Tesla. Um, Tesla just got absolutely decimated yesterday, down about 10%. Started to come back a little bit, uh, a tiny bit toward the end of the day when the overall market did, and then kind of got a, a pop after hours when Musk said he was done selling shares. But really outside of... Uh, of Tesla, you still had other big stocks showing weakness. Amazon hit its lowest point since March 2019. Wow. Um, yeah, not great to see that. Amazon getting a small bounce today. But typically, you know, if, if a stock's making new lows, it's going to continue making new lows, right? There's weakness showing there. So I'm not thrilled about the price action. I'm not... Uh, I'm not feeling as much Christmas cheer this time around uh, this year when it, when it comes to the market. Um, but like Joel said, maybe maybe you're looking at the at the uh, it's like you're going Christmas shopping. And we got a good discount here with the, the market trading down a little bit heading into what would typically be our Santa Claus rally here. What do you think, Joel? I think there's just solid resistance up here. You know, I, I and um, you know, where so I, and why? Uh, well, I'll, I'll just do it with the spy. Uh, the S and P's made an exact double top yesterday, but I'll take it off the S and P cause we can't see the chart. Uh, but if you look at the spider, uh, just going back over the last five sessions, you basically have three highs in the same area and the, and, uh, with the highest of those highs, uh, being the, uh, the high from, Wednesday. So, you know, you got three highs in the same area. The spooze was the exact double top. You know, if we can get there, you know, that, I mean, to me, I mean, there is some room that's 50, 60 hands, but it just feels like it's going to be like chunk, you know, like, okay, let's take out this big offer. Okay. Let's take out this big offer. It's just not going to, I mean, the PC, of course, you know, who knows how they're going to whip it around after yeah. that. But at least right now, and that there's room, you know, that's uh, up to the area I'm talking about. I mean, that's 60 handles, and we all know that the spoons can move 50, 60 handles on a number. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just look at that resistance, and until we clear that resistance, I think the path of least resistance is lower. Also, anybody that, like, let's say you went bottom fishing yesterday, right? And you get a, you get the kind of rally you get in the S&Ps. You don't care. You don't care about a Santa Claus rally, right? You're going to have offers out there if you're just a short-term swing trader yeah. or, you know, pick things up on the discount. Now, on the other hand, if it's a bad number, like, where are you stepping in to buy? I have absolutely nothing at 38, 37, 75, which is the pre-market low. Do I think we're going to get to yesterday's low? No. So it's kind of the, the same market structure that I've been talking about. Firm offers on the upside and like tepid buyers on the downside. Take us back here into the Tesla because we do have more news here overnight. It seems like endless news stream in Tesla here. Tell us what happened last night, though, here, Aaron, because we are seeing Tesla pop up a bit this morning. Yeah, so yesterday we saw Tesla's weakness continue, uh, closed down more than 8%. Yesterday afternoon, after the market closed, uh, Elon Musk joined a Twitter space that was uh, being hosted by a few different stock market you know, accounts on Twitter. And also Gary Black was in there, a major Tesla investor. 
And basically, uh, you know, people were just asking Elon questions and he was giving his answers. He said he's not selling any more Tesla stock uh, at all for sure next year. So that's 2023. And then he said probably not the year after that either. So he said, like, you know, probably no Tesla stock sales sales till 2025. Um, now it just becomes a question of how much weight do you put on those words? Do you, mm. you, you know, think that's 100 percent? Do you think that's 50 percent? You know, who knows? Um, I don't put much weight at all. And I don't think the market is here now either on that initial. And I was trading last night and I, I have filters. So my after hours trading, that'll show me something when it has a sudden move. So, and that filter is basically the top, you know, I've got a thousand stocks in there, but it's mostly S and P 500 companies that I'm really focused on. So I see Tesla start blasting off and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, what's the news? <laughs> and then I actually went to Twitter and I just like, Tesla popping, and then somebody informed me, oh, he's doing a Twitter Spaces right now. So I guess I've got to watch out for when Musk is going to be on Twitter Spaces. Um, and obviously commentary, and it was the comments that you said, Aaron, that were popping the stock. It got up to 129 last night. Again, here the same story. It seems like it cannot hold rallies. So you've got a lot of good news that has come from Tesla. I mean, you know, in the last, you know, at least in the last week, and none of the rallies have held. So, you know, Musk not selling, you would think would calm investors' fears that he's going to, you know, hold the stock down with his own selling pressure. Um, but maybe they either don't believe him or they just don't put as much weight into it. You know, we obviously know the CEO of the poll um, was the major catalyst there last week uh, with him potentially stepping down as Twitter CEO. Obviously, that's not imminent. Maybe the market's punishing the stock for that as well. But this thing just gets sold every single day, Joel. I mean, it's massively oversold. I do think there's going to be a fantastic opportunity in Tesla in January. And again, um, the January effect, which I talk about, people have different January effects. But my January effect is that the laggards become the leaders and the leaders become the laggards. For usually a first week, maybe you can get some follow through, but usually at least the first few days of January, you sometimes see the trades reverse from the previous year. Reasons for that, one, less tax loss selling because that will be gone. People are still taking losses in stocks like Tesla. They're taking losses in stocks like ARKK. That puts pressure on the stock. You get the calendar turn, that goes away. You also have people that you know play these effects, so they're you know rebounding. Then you also have the whole value thing. People you know, are, are up a lot in some of these stocks like the Deers and the Caterpillars. And they're like, well, I don't want to sell this until the calendar turns. And then I'll realize that game. And that's where you see the opposite effect on stocks that have actually done well in 2022. So that's a seasonality play that I've played for a number of years. It doesn't always work. Nothing works 100% of the time. But if it works 55 or 60% of the time, it's an edge. So I'll be looking for that edge. And I'll be looking to get maybe some of these beaten down tech names just for a trade come January 1st. Guess how much a percentage uh, uh, Tesla is in the month of December. It's how much is down? Yeah. I saw it on CNBC yesterday, but oh, I yeah. probably forgot. I like 35%. Isn't 36%. It? Oh my gosh. Pretty good guess, Dennis. 30, 36% in one month. Yeah, $69.35. That is just an incredible fall after you know, falling from where it was the previous two months. I mean, here's a stock that in September was $300. It loses $100 throughout September and October, goes into November, kind of stays November, kind of came in just above 200, kind of went out just below 200. So trying to stabilize a bet. And then now they really crush it here. I mean, this has just been a relentless selling. So relentless selling and stuff. I think I have a new investment plan for 2023. What is it? I'm going to get Elon Musk to buy Peloton. Ha. Yeah. And I then, don't know if that's going to materialize. Well, you know why? Why? Because that's Lisa finally let go of the Tesla stock because of Elon no. Musk. So if he buys Peloton. Then you'll be able to sell it. Then we'll be able to I mean, get her in the selling mode. I'm going to it, show her. It's time to talk about the tax loss benefit in Peloton, I think. Unless it's in a register. Yeah, you don't, you don't yeah, want to. I talk about, I talk about that. But are you, you hold any, Aaron, are you holding any bags of there? We're all bag holders to a certain Yeah, come bag. on, Aaron. You know, what what kind bags. of bags are you holding? On, on, Joel's on got Tesla. the Peloton. I got the Amazon. I got a few others. What kind of come bags on. are you holding over there? 
Man, well, not on Tesla. Actually, on Tesla, I on on the Wednesday afternoon show because Wednesday was when the market was up like one and a half percent or something, and Tesla still wasn't getting a bounce. I was like, I'm gonna buy some out of the money Tesla puts here because uh, I think if tomorrow's a down day, we're, we'll really see Tesla get crushed because today's an up day and we're not really seeing uh, Tesla get any bounce. Still showing weakness, and that ended up uh, working out pretty nicely. Nice. I will say the one bag that I got caught in with everything in the twenty. 20 crazy COVID markets was I bought SoFi. That's actually oh, yeah. because of, of, of our good old dear friend, Spencer Israel. Uh, that I bought <laughs> SoFi, not to throw anyone under the bus or name any names, but Spencer J Israel. Like um, you know, I bought SoFi at like 15 bucks. I don't even know what it's at now. Five bucks. Maybe Four I'm down 55. I'm down 68% on it, but that that's the biggest bag I've got. I think this one sets up well for January. So all of these stocks, if you've got, you know, you've all these stocks and you're like, you don't want to sell them for the tax rate off. You think they're going to bounce back. They could bounce back a bit. I think that first week, second week of January, I think that bounce will be another selling opportunity these stocks though. So I don't know if, you know, a couple of these might turn around, but a lot of these stocks are going to continue yeah. their path of destruction here. So if I, I, Kramer loves this one. He's one, you know, he keeps saying they're going to turn it around eventually, but he's loved it since eight, seven, six, five, now four. So I don't follow the company closely enough to know, you know, fundamentally if this is going to be a turnaround story here or not. I just know this time of the year to expect Santa Claus to come for this stock, maybe January one, but I don't know if they're coming today. It's hard, you know, to do technicals, but I see a trio of highs at 476. We're 20 cents away. Um, if you want to use that, and uh, who who's the guy that is it? This uh, what's his name? Hamas Papa Patia or something like that? Chamath. Chamath Papa Patia. I don't think Did he's I on this one. Was, yeah, was no, it he? yeah, he was. So oh, yeah, was this, yeah, yeah, you don't hear anything about that guy. Uh, all no. of his stocks turned into huge bags too. What yeah, else I, was he in? Aaron, what else was he in? Shaman. He he was in um let's see, what, what were some of his big ones? Virgin or the, uh, the space one, the Oh yeah, space uh, Virgin oh Galactic gosh. Holdings. Look at let's this chart. Up. He was in uh Clover <laughs> Health, C L O V. Look at this chart. Uh, he was in oh. SoFi, of course. So oh. the collective Chamath oh. bucket of SPACs is down about I saw it on Bloomberg or a, a Bloomberg post about it the other day, like 90%. Like oh the my gosh. Uh, Chamath SPAC bubble, if you put all of them into an ETF, would be down like 80 to 90% right That's now. Impressive so impressive to be that wrong. So yeah. impressive to be is that wrong. Talk- ETF- is that a different Kathy, or, or he could like be joined Kathy staff head to head for like the, the <laughs> who's got the biggest bags of 2022. Yeah. Holding um, most bags. Yeah. All, all those stocks have just been terrible. I mean, anything a high growth yeah. right now has been getting crushed. Anything so. that didn't make money, anything yeah. that was built on story and not profits. It was a profits year. It was the CFA year. 2022 was like, have your CFA, do your homework, Buy good companies at reasonable prices, and you survived. If you were just buying companies regardless of price, like Kathy Wood, you got killed. So you know this. You know, and and obviously it's a tough year from an investing standpoint. I don't know where I ended up from an investing standpoint. My trading was excellent, um, significantly higher, and I've been posting those results. My debt, my portfolio is down. But I had a lot of cash that really cushioned the blow. Yeah. Joel, do you know where you are on the Yeah, year? Like, I checked a few weeks ago, and my primary one was down about 11%. Yeah, I'm in that and, realm. And, I think and I'm that down was, like 14, it, maybe. It's because of cash. Yeah, and, cash um, and then I had uh, some commodity funds that did absolutely nothing for 100 years, and then they finally did something. But Dennis, so you know. passive income, just for clarity here. This isn't what we trade. This yeah, is Joel and mine. Yeah, yeah. We have a long-term. So I, like for people who were just listening to the show or earlier the show, I have two accounts. I have a long-term account that I try not to trade. I try to just invest in good companies at reasonable prices. So that moves around with the market. Market goes up, it goes down. It only goes long. And then I have my trading, which is market neutral. And that's where I'm getting production. And that's where I'm putting trading a lot, some trading ideas. But, you know, I do a lot of different arbitrage, but I also do a lot of relationship-based trading. And that's had a really good year. Um, and I, I don't know where I was. I think I was up oh, well over 60% in that account this year. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, again, that's had a very good year. Uh, you know how you like one number, Dennis? And a, and a stock? You know, yeah. like what give, we did? give me a number. I got, I got one number for what you. What stock? Tesla. What do you got for me? Give me the number. One thirty-one fifty. <clears throat> why? I can't tell you why. 
It's the secret sauce. I don't see yeah. a high there. I don't see a low I there. Don't, I don't see any reason for 131.50. You've done some crazy mathematical calculation on some pivot to come up with this, haven't you? I can't reveal that. Can't reveal the source of his numbers, okay. but yep. 131. So if it gets above 131, it's green light go? Or I would say one... if I was long, I'll just give you the scenario. If okay, I okay. was long this thing and it got up to 3150, if I picked it up yesterday, I would be out on it. I would be out on a day trade, swing trade. The longer this thing takes to get over 13150 today, it's going to roll over like a pig and maybe test the low from yesterday. Don't I have no position, it... no position. It's yeah. good resistance. You know, it's due to make a couple lows. It's still five bucks away from there. So I'm just looking at it. You know, you picked it up. Everyone's trying to pick a bottom in it, pick a bottom in it. I'm saying, you know, that's an area. If it gets up there, if you exit along and it goes 31 and a half bid and it goes to 140, well, you could say, Joel, one one number stinks. But uh, that that's a good number for today. And also yesterday's low. Uh, but Tesla's almost getting interesting to do levels on now because it's like a it's like a taint, you know, a little bit more tame of a stock. It's just going to be even easier to do levels on it when it uh, goes under a hundred. Um, I think it's just really bad news that this didn't hold the gains again. Like getting up to one twenty nine, one twenty eight after hours, I think it went off the board like one twenty eight and a half. It come down, it's like nobody cares. Nobody yeah, cares. There you go. That That's what I was going to say. Says, you know, nobody's believing. I think to Aaron's point, I don't know if we can believe what he says anymore. I think, you know, the, the market doesn't believe it. So, right. so they the... see him not selling. And I think if, if it was legit and he was saying that, I think the stock would be way up. I, I think the market doesn't believe it. Yeah, the char- I got the chart <clears throat> pulled up right here on the five minute, Dennis. And you can see this green bar is right where Musk made yep. that announcement. And to your point, if the market hears this and says, oh, my God, okay, this is great. Now we have confidence that Musk isn't making any more sales for the next year. Then you would see that move, in my opinion, continue. Maybe see it come up a little bit higher, maybe a little sell off, maybe some more buying. Instead, you basically just got that news pop, the pop on the news, and then straight sell off from there. That initial pop is basically our high. And I think, like you said, that's the market pricing that in saying, okay, he's saying that, but uh, you know, if push comes to shove and Tesla hits 80 and, and Musk is, you know, at risk of getting, you know, not margin called, but, you know, has to sell more. Tesla. He's going to next year. You know, it's not wow. it, he might he might have to just because he says he's not planning on it doesn't yeah, necessarily mean uh, that, that that's 100 percent the fact. Usually if a CEO of a Fortune 500 company said something like that, you'd have, you know, pretty 100 percent conviction that that's going to end up being the truth. Yes. With this, I don't think the market really sees it as that as the case. This is a major problem for him too, and for Tesla. And I mean, this is really what Twitter, you know, the, the problem of there him just go. being so outspoken is he's losing credibility. And I think you know, as he continues to lose credibility, it's it's upsetting people, and it's going to harm the customer base as well, and it's harming the brand. And with when you have a nosebleed valuation stock, which it still is, you know, trading trailing forty times. Yeah, I know forward looking 27 28 but nobody knows what the forward earnings so you can always look at trailing you know as well it's kind of you know you think they're going to probably grow still so it's a little bit safer you know estimate to look at the trailing as opposed to the forward in this case but i just think there's so many people who he's upsetting that and like to to, to joel's point yesterday my, my my wife joel's wife i mean you know we're tesla supporters and now they're not i mean this is a serious issue so I think you're getting a repricing for all those reasons. And then you're getting just multiple contraction and high growth names as well. So it's like the perfect storm. And obviously, crowded trade too. A lot of people had this. I mean, unfortunately, uh, and, and it upsets me, I have a big chunk of this through my SPY SMP, position. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did not want Tesla to go in the SPY. I did not want it. Like, I was upset and saying, you know, now it's become three or four percent. Obviously, it's a smaller piece now, but I think it got up to six percent. It was the up there. It was up there when, <laughs> when it was at its highs. And it I was passed like, well, Berkshire Hathaway, Dennis. It passed Berkshire Hathaway. That's unbelievable. Account. Yeah, I it saw just got, it, move. it. Just got silly. I saw it rocket up. You know how I keep my top components up there. I've never seen a stock rocket up the ladder. You know, to get in the top 10, top nine, top eight, top seven, top six. I think it was at one point, uh, the only thing it was behind was Apple, Microsoft. I combined to Googles, call me old fashioned, and Amazon. 
and then and then it was Tesla. Yeah. Then Brick B. You know, you know who's been moving up, Dennis? And you won't be any surprise. Right, UNH. Yep. Uh Exxon Mobile. Once the Kingpin, when we started following the top components of the index. It used to Exxon be first Mobile. at one point in time. Was it not? Was that wasn't Exxon Mobile at one point in time most viable company in the world? Yep. Yep. I don't remember when that was. I think it was fourteen. In twenty fourteen. I think so. And then we went in this relentless relentless thanks to everyone telling me the pc i am going to go wide uh we were on this relentless tech market bull run for like eight years and that's come off this year but you know perspective here i mean tesla if you bring up that longer term chart is still up significantly from where it was two years ago two years ago in 2020 the stock was 25 bucks it's 125 bucks now so don't think it can't get worse. I mean, if they continue to, you know, deflate into Spinner's point in the chat, you know, and that's what we've talked about too. It's not just Tesla. It's every high growth name has been crushed this year. Valuation matters. Profitability matters to this new market. And if we go, I don't think we're going back to the old market anytime soon. As long as interest rates stay elevated, growth names probably stay out of favor compared to value names. So even if we get this January effect, which I'm talking about, I think it's going to be a trading opportunity, not investing opportunity. I think everybody wants to buy Tesla. They're like, oh, it's going back to $400 eventually. I don't think so. I don't think it's even going back to $300. I think you have a repricing here. And I think you got to be very careful, you know, just looking and saying, well, where the stock was, I'm going to buy it here and I'm going to make this when it goes back there. Because we've seen a lot of stocks just continue to back lower. That has been a recipe for disaster to come in and just say, well, yeah, they were up here, so eventually they're going to go back there. They don't have to do anything. And a lot of stocks in the tech bubble never came back. All right, Dennis, get out of here. Bubble. Get out of here. Get okay, here. I'm going to leave for three minutes, PC. I'm going to go wide here. I'll be back with you as soon as I possibly can. But we got two. We got Aaron and we got, obviously, Joel here. So you guys are good. Okay. Beautiful. All, All right. right, Dennis will be back in a couple minutes with that PCE data. But, yeah, just wrapping up here on Tesla real quick, Joel. Um, I think that to, to Dennis's point, you got to look at where Tesla was trading pre-COVID, uh, right where my cursor is at right now, February mm-hmm. 2020. You're looking at this is all split adjusted, but about 62 bucks a share. You're at <laughs> 126 right now, so you're still double what we were pre-COVID, um, which is not the market average right now. I mean, even looking at the S&P 500, we were at 338 pre-COVID. If we were double where we were now, we'd be in the almost at 700. Right, we're at 380 right now. So most. Uh, the overall market and most stocks have come down closer to where they were pre-COVID. Tesla, still more than double where it was pre-COVID. So thinking like, oh my God, it's come down so much. It, it's got to come back up now. When you zoom out on the chart, it, it doesn't quite look that way. Um, but Joel, I did want to move to Amazon real quick. We had Amazon stock. Making I, didn't, new- can I, I just want to go one more thing. I'm back on Tesla. And you can, uh, and you, can uh, you, know, you can talk to technicals all you, you want. But fundamentally, it's a different company, right? The fundamentals have changed, right? He now paid, you know, fifty-four billion for Twitter. I mean, this is, you know, it's a bottle. You know, there's more competition coming in in the space. So, um, all right, let's uh, do. Let's before we do the Amazon, could you preview the PCE and uh, what we have, uh, what we're expecting, and I'll yeah, yeah, have the price action. Give me, um, give me one second to it do that. It should be yeah. right there in front of you. Okay, wait, on, on Pro, you're saying? Uh, no, on, on the dock. Oh, okay. On PCE, let's see. So we're looking at, um, so PCE, expectations are for it to be up about 0.2% in November. That would be a year-over-year increase of 4.7%. Um, that would follow a 0.22% rise in October, so slightly uh, of a little bit of, of a less of a rise there month over month. The headline PCE deflator is forecasted to have climbed 0.1% in November and 5.5% year over year. So um, we're looking at a slight decline. It, I it guess, looks like it's over- hot, coming in a little bit hot. Initial oh. reaction, we, we hung it down 38.61, and now we, are, we were locked at 48.5. We just, boy, oh boy, just popped back up. We are moving around. The low has been just under 42. 
Battle of Unchanged here. Uh, that's what I'll keep an eye on. We had a double close at 49 and a quarter. What the Bulls have to establish now here is can we hold the bid over that close? It was Tuesday's close and Thursday's close. We're bouncing above it. We're back in the 38.50 handle. Looks like we got a little bid here. Don't know if we have enough momentum to get to that pre-market high, but I'll let you do the numbers. Quick dip. They bought the dip right now. Got to hold on change. Trying to get in the 3860 handle. Pre-market high comes in at 3866. Break down those numbers for us. Yeah, let's see. We're getting it pulled up right here. So U.S. core PCE price index year over year. Actual 4.7%. The forecast was 4.623%. So previous was 5%. So we actually did continue to come down, but just slightly, Joel, hotter than expected. So pretty much came in line with expectations. But I think that's showing us, Joel, that the market was actually hoping for a little bit better than expected numbers, right? They they weren't even expected the the expected numbers. They were expecting the, the, the little bit even better. So um you know looks like a tough reaction there from the market you can see on the s&p 500 we're looking at the five minute charts here Mm -hmm. we're now back to basically flat when we were up about 0.3 percent right before these numbers came out we'll see if this price price action continues uh into the open at least joel say something nice about the market this morning it is still green pre-market it's starting to come back you know up 0.6 percent now but still not good giving up uh those pre-market gains it it I mean, it doesn't feel like the gut punch yet, you know, no. like that, like that G, well, you know, the GDP, you know, we were heading lower, right, off a double top on Wednesday and Thursday, and that it was the gut punch, right? And then, boom, once, you know, the liquidity came in, well, now it's starting to feel a little bit more like a gut punch here, uh, hotter than expected. Now we're coming up on the pre-market low at 37.75. So the Bulls had their chance to take it up. The Bears are trying to take it down. 37.75 is your pre. We just took out that pre-market low, 36 and a quarter. So overall, it looks like the Bears are winning here uh, with that hotter than expected number. Uh, a lot of chop here. Uh, now we're continuing into the 38.30 handle. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we get to any stocks moving off this. Uh, I see Apple. I'm going to go to some individual issues here. Apple's turning red on the session. Microsoft, Google, not helping the tech. Now, I guess Tesla, this is not. Tesla just turned red, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Tesla I guess they don't turning. care that Elon's not done selling shares, but uh, you know, Apple. We, I was gonna before we started talking about PC, I was gonna mention Amazon made new. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, oh. really not much to say about it other than the fact that Amazon made new three-year lows yesterday, lowest since March 2019. I mean, look at this chart, Joel. I mean, it's just a very clear as day kind of. You know, some nice. At least it's symmetrical, but you can kind of see that rolling over, hidden back here to where you have a lot of support. Um, but I'd, I'd get really nervous as we start approaching uh, or, or taking out essentially these COVID lows right here. You're talking about Amazon stock getting to the, to the to its lowest point since its COVID lows of March 2020 uh, uh, right here. I don't know, Joel. How, I mean, how are you feeling about Amazon? I, I never really – at one point, I really bullish this stock ahead of the split, and I was thinking of going into it pretty heavy, and I just – I just pulled back and um, and then the split. I did not like the split reaction. Uh, I just think what you had, I think you just got a total repricing of not only stocks. And I've said this before, the, the entire markets. We went through something in 2020. OK, that hopefully we'll never experience a long time, you know, for a long time. And someone like Amazon, everybody was ordering through Amazon. Right. And they had to increase their facilities. They had to increase hiring for, a, uh, you know, for a fleeting demand. And now I think, you know, they just got to, you know, they're just at a point where, you know, the, whatever they were picking up in their cloud business for the pandemic was just offset by just less demand and i think you're gonna see i I think you're gonna see earnings come down substantially so uh uh you know that's look at 80 i have 8130 is the covid low uh we got down to 82 and a quarter so i just think i think you've had a repricing of the market i think you've had a repricing uh of of a lot of these stocks so um there we go so s&p's hit 3050 
Uh, we got a nice little bounce going. Once again, you know, you saw on that, you know, whatever positivity there was on that rally, there were like firm sellers out there in the in the 50 handle. Um, still, the, the battle of control for me, I can't turn positive on this index until we get above the close, the double close it, uh, at 39 and a quarter. And uh, we're about 10 handles away from it. So uh, tough, tough, uh, tough uh, trading through there. I think Triple D is going to be pretty busy. Uh, Producer Aaron, do we have our guest in the background yet? I we not... do. We, we see. I, I see our guest, uh, Mr. Bill Santiago, comedian, hanging out backstage. Joel, let me know when we're ready, and I'll go ahead and oh. uh, and pop Bill on. Yeah, yeah, bring him in. All right, Bill, we're gonna go ahead and pop you on here. How are you doing on this beautiful Friday? I'm great. How are you, Mary? Mary, Santa rally. Let's do this. <laughs> Bill's ready for the Santa rally. He's got the hat on and everything. <laughs> yeah. Even though it looks like the, the Grinch may have hijacked the sleigh, I don't care. I I, I never let uh, never let that get the best of me. No, hope to, no. Hope till the end. Okay. so it, just, it, sound, it sounds better than wake me up when we get to 3,200. Yes. All right. So if you guys don't know, we've had uh, Bill on over the years, and uh, he's put on some fantastic shows and uh, or fantastic performances. Uh, some where we had to do some bleeping out, right, Bill? But we won't be we won't be talking about uh, that one young lady in Congress or anything like that. Correct? <laughs> no bleeping. No bleeping today. My my, my girls are, uh, are are home. I I have to I have to be on my best behavior. All right. So, Bill. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, it's the end of the year. It's been a crappy year. I don't know. You know how the, and I'm like, who can bring us in to cheer us up? Who can give us a new perspective on the market and a comedic look at the markets? And I only had one person on my list, and that was you. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't want to disappoint. So let's get into it. What do you want to know? I'll tell you this. The good thing about being wiped out in 2022 is that I don't have to worry about losing any more money. It's very liberating. I, uh, I'm all in cash now. I, uh, uh, I've got $5 of dry powder left, and I, I can't wait till there's blood in the street so I can deploy the entire war chest. How about you? You're really, you're, you're really 100% cash? Uh, I'm pretty close. <laughs> so you're here cheering for a Santa Claus rally, but if we get one, you're not going to make any money off of it. That's right, because I don't think it's going to last. I, I can't <laughs> afford it. But you're going to be cheering for other people to make some money. If I, I hope everybody money. makes money. I tell you, I tell, I tell you who makes you feel good is this Sam Bankman uh, Freed guy. By the way, I think they're pronouncing his name wrong. It's Fried. And uh, fraud. Thank, God, thank God there's no electric chair. Otherwise, that would be exactly what uh, he's looking at. Oh my God! Well, did, you guys, did you guys see he? Uh, they, they released a, a, a picture of him yesterday, and he's actually looking pretty good coming out of like maybe he lost a few pounds in the in the slammer. Oh, he's uh, yeah, he's enjo he's enjoying this. This is wonderful. The guy's coming out of the Bahamas. When they arrested him, was he wearing was he wearing swim trunks? I, I I'm dying to know. No, here, look, I'll, I'll show you the picture here. I've got it pulled up right here, and 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 no, it's not not me, but I saw some females on my Twitter timeline saying, hey, you know, jail's doing him. Doing him well. Look here, uh, here, here, here's the picture. He was in his oh, still yeah, in his yeah. button. He down. lost weight. He's been working out. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, he's kind of got that evil, mysterious glow to him his now. Real like side, he, his real side is coming out. His real side is coming yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. His benevolent so, billionaire uh, facade that he's been pulling the yeah, entire his effective, world with. His effective altruism. Oh my God! I was watching this like like mini doc on him, and it just got worse and worse and worse. This, this guy's like Theranos, uh, and Enron, and, and Madoff. Uh, all, all, all put together, and his family's in on it, and there's politicians that are going to go down with him. I mean, this is just beginning. But, uh, but I, I like it though. It makes me feel better because, like, I may have been wiped out. I may have lost everything, but I'm still better off than this guy. You know what I mean? It's all about yeah. perspective in 2022. What's your perspective on crypto? Oh, crypto is still my favorite uh, digital uh, decentralized peer-to-peer -peer, uh, scam. You can't beat it. This is uh, this no, never been anything like it. I'm I'm, I'm very bullish on, on crypto. How about how about you? Wait, Joel, uh, go ahead. We're ripping sorry, I, here. I, I, I was just gonna, that, that's why I was going to stop you guys. I was going to say like, hey, we you know I'm I'm down to keep talking about crypto, but we do got to mention the S and P 500. As much as the Bears were in charge five minutes ago, the Bulls have now taken control. I'm going to pull up my Benzinga Pro. Um, and, and we'll take a look at this chart. But uh, Joel, what are you seeing? We just uh, we went down and made a low, intermediate low at thirty eight thirty, and now we're coming back up to uh, to challenge the pre market high, which is thirty eight sixty six. 
Uh, it could be one of those days where you go up, you know, you press the high, you make a new high by a little bit, and then you come down and start to consolidate. That that close turned to be a good number, except it just uh, it just blew it blew right through it. So uh, back to back to our guest, Bill. What about? So, so wait, um, wait, wait. You say the uh, the Bulls are in control again? The rally's on. Well, we, I, we don't know yet. It's we don't know so, yet. It, it, it's, it's, it's so it's, it's, choppy, man. It how, is. How, how do you guys handle it? I mean, I can't take it. You're up. You're down. You're winning. You're losing. The margin, the calls, the losses. And, you know, it's not just me. I just, I can't, I can't. I don't can't. look, Bill. Don't look. I, I don't tried look. not looking. And then when I looked, I had a heart attack. You, you got to, you know, that's why I guess cash, cash, cash. I can sleep with cash. Not much not much left, but I can I can I can sleep. I mean, even like you know, trying trying to like wrap your your head around everything that's going on with the inflation and the Fed and just making it doesn't it, it all right. I, I've been I've been I've been sorting through it. Um let me bounce this off you and you tell me if I finally got this straight. Are you ready, Joel? All right, let me get my thinking cap on. Okay. All ahead. right. So inflation got out of control because of all the stimulus money given out during the pandemic because everybody was unemployed, right? Correct. Okay. Now that everyone has a job again, the Fed wants to fire everybody to fight inflation. So they're raising interest rates until they cause enough mass layoffs to put us into a post-pandemic recession now that the economy is going again, because the only way to beat runaway inflation is to cause runaway unemployment, which would make prices affordable again, except that everyone is out of work. Do I got it? I mean, you should be on the Federal Reserve Board. I mean, I just I mean, want to wrap. I just want to see if I finally understand. Because meanwhile, every time there's great economic news, it's actually terrible. Because the better the economy is going, the more the Fed wants to kill it. So who's on first, Joe? <laughs> Jerome Powell. Jerome Powell yeah. is always the answer. Yeah, he's in charge. I mean, when he speaks, uh, the market listens. But from what do you see out there? In, you know, for inflation. I mean, you have you know you have your youngsters. You you know, I don't know if you've been doing some shows on the road or whatever, but are, are you seeing the direct uh, impact on inflation on your everyday spending? I, you know, well, I don't know. Eggs, a dozen eggs, $100. I think that's uh, a little inflationary. You know, we, we don't need eggs anymore. <laughs> it's it's uh, cheaper to buy 10 chickens than the eggs. It's it's unbelievable. Okay. S&Ps are coming up uh, on the highs of the pre-market session. So what do, what do you got planned for 2023 since you're probably not going to be um, investing in the market or following the markets a lot? You got, uh, I'm, you growing, got uh, I'm, growing, I'm growing avocados. You're growing avocados. Yeah, I think uh, that, that just it's uh, it's uh, it, re- it relieves my stress. I don't have to worry about PCE numbers. I don't have to worry about employment numbers. I could care less what the uh, uh, the final uh, uh, Fed rate is, you know, the avocado. I just want to see. I just want to see some sprouts under those seeds, and I'm uh, and I'm fine. Hey, is it me or uh, 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 am I noticing a, a trend in Tesla? Has anyone else noticed that? What what kind of trend are you are you noticing? Like a, a nice what, what, pattern? What, I don't know how to put it into words. What's the reverse of to the moon? I think that's what's uh, what's happening. I, I just don't understand. Where's all those look out below T-shirts? You would think they would be in. Uh, in high demand during the uh, the, op- the, the opposite of the opposite of to the moon would be remember when you were a kid, Bill, and you would try to dig a hole to China. That's where Tesla stock has been. Going. China. Oh, that's yeah. so ironic. Yeah. I yeah. Know, that, exactly. Like it is ironic, right? That Elon yeah. and and you know Elon likes to dig holes to anyway. He's the got boring companies straight to China. That's straight where to China. That's stock where the, is that's going. the opposite. Of I tell you what, the money. beautiful thing is, no matter when you sold Tesla stock this year, the next day you can always go, wow. Thank God I got out yesterday. Have you, I mean, the, the chart looks like the EKG of a Kevorkian patient. It's 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 breaking support levels like a, like a brick through shaving cream. I, I can't I can't look anymore. I don't, yeah. I don't know if too many people know uh, uh, who uh, who Doctor Doctor Jack is or was. I don't know if he passed look, away. I'm, I'm, I'm not here to educate people. I'm here to get the words out. Okay, you could uh, you can send me the link so they can uh, look it up. Hey. Uh, Chaykin said that Tesla's going to 50. Uh, what, what do you think? Is that right on board? Is it a little exaggerated or uh, not harsh enough? 50? Uh, Chaykin makes some calls. We're going to we're gonna bring uh, Triple D back in here right now. So uh, he wants to say hi to you. I and, had uh, to come back for Bill. So Bill, you, the number's you crazy, but money can wait because we got Bill Santiago here. And I have Oh, uh, Dennis, Bill. it's good to hear you. I'm going to Santa I'm gonna... Bill, too. I like the hat. Hey, you know, you got to keep this year up when uh, things are, uh, you know, in flames. Hey, 
Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to start doing like you now. From now on, at the end of the day, every day, I'm in cash. I'm in cash. I don't care. Ten so cents, I'm do. in cash. Yeah. I can sleep because I know I've got that. I heard time. you got $5.50 to go, though. So <laughs> get that $5.50 ready because that's you know, my, January that's 1 my, is coming. That's my, uh, that's my dry powder. I'm ready to go. <laughs> You're ready. Going all in. Did you? Uh, I went all. I, I, by the way, how how could you get in on FTX? How did I miss that? I, I got it. I, I I got screwed by every other scam out there this year. How did I? You miss could probably FTX? buy the dip on that thing. So no, you can buy you can buy the FTX token right now, Bill. Yeah, you can. Oh, I can get in on. Is, is, not it, investment it, advice. Not investment advice. It's, it's FTT. <laughs> I love. Yeah. I, have you heard? Uh, I'm thinking about doing it because I just love the way this guy, uh, 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 you know. Uh, carries himself uh, on, uh, on on the interviews. Have you heard of, of his interviews? Yeah. He's... I mean, uh, does he sound a little squirmy to you? I, I think he just sounds incompetent. <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of was well, believing Bill, the whole you... incompetent story. They say that's an act, though. They ever I was just going to say, for the, for the interviews, you got to give him credit because he's doing these interviews at, at uh, you know, every single lawyer in the co- even Even first semester law school students are sitting there do- going like this. What are you doing? No, no. Why are you talking? And he's still doing it. So at least you got to give him credit for that. He's pissing off a lot of lawyers, which I think is funny. Well, his father's a lawyer. So is his father giving him advice on how to carry himself? Or is he, <laughs> or, 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 or is he doing this? Is he out to get his dad? I, I, yeah. you know. <laughs> I got a feeling they're all going down. The whole family is in on it. But, you know, it's so funny. You could ask him a direct question. Was there commingling of the fund between FTX and your head? He's like, well, he starts blinking, you know, <laughs> to my I don't, knowledge. I don't think he knows. But the knowledge necessary to have knowledge about that isn't something I'm very knowledge about, which I'm <laughs> perfectly willing to acknowledge. But the best of my knowledge, which I have no knowledge about, I, I don't know what else to tell you. And he goes, that's on the record now, you know. And the lawyers are pulling their hair out. I mean, I don't know. I I, I can't wait to see the way it, it turns out. Uh, um, Bill, before I think we it's let gonna you turn go. out with a lot of jail. I yeah, don't I think a lot of jail is. time. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll be throwing the book out. Too many big people lost money here. I I honestly think he'll be in jail for the rest of his life. Larry was David that? was in on it. I mean, everybody. Larry was David he? was in on it too. He was. He was. Yeah, he was. Well, one he did of a the Super Bowl commercial. People. He did a Super Bowl commercial. There's been a lot of people that have done ads for companies that have Brady. been a little project. Yeah. You know, like oh, I knew Brady. I didn't know Larry David was in there too. I got to follow the story closer. Yeah, I'm telling you. And not only that, the whole, the whole, uh, um, uh, him and his, uh, his, his team in the Bahamas. You know, they, they were all these. Uh, uh, it was like a. a, a uh, uh, just this like polyamorous uh, cult. I think there's another level of this that uh, you know uh, will 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 come to light. They were all high on amphetamines during this whole thing. No one knew what they were doing, and uh, everybody was buying into it. Politicians, you know, he was funneling money to the uh, uh, to the Ukraine. There were a couple of pictures of him and Bill Clinton. You know, that's good for uh, credibility. And the whole thing was in the Bahamas. I mean, you know, the Bahamas not exactly known for uh, uh, financial transparency and, and, and ethics. I mean, what, what could go wrong? It's amazing that it got this far. Hey, Bill, before we let you go, you always come on and you always have like a, a good good thing to make fun of me or Dennis about. You know, we know you listen to, you know, you're on the move. You're taking the kids to school. You're traveling. You're booked across the country. And you can't, I know you catch different episodes. Did you, did you have a favorite Dennis moment or favorite Joel moment of the year? You're always good at making fun of us. Oh, my God. You caught me short. I mean, I don't know. Dennis, do you have enough, uh, do you ha- do you have enough uh, uh, cough medicine for the kids? Because It's cough <laughs> medicine for me. I'm long COVID. You know, the one thing that I've been successfully long is COVID. I've had it basically <laughs> for three months. The cough, the COVID cough has never gone away. So getting a little, slowly getting better. But it's slow. Are you so, positive or negative now? I don't know. Who tests? Does anybody test anymore? Oh, I still test. I'm <laughs> testing all the time. I got tests. Uh, every time I don't know anybody every... tested anymore. Yeah, every time the kids, you got to test. Otherwise, you can't send them back to school. Yeah, I'm testing. I'm testing. When are you coming to the Motor City? Anymore. If you don't have anything to make fun of me about, when are you coming to the Motor City? Uh, sometime in the, if we're still here in 2023, I'll be there. How's that? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like uh, Elon Musk. 2023, everything will be great. I promise not to sell any more Tesla stock. <laughs> you don't have any to sell. Okay, Bill. All right, you're letting me off easy today. Uh, Next time I'll get you. Next yeah, time get young, you. young Aaron Bree uh, filling in. Well, you know Spencer left us filling in for Money Mitch. 
Bill, it's always great to see you. A little bit of holiday cheer. Go well, out I hope everybody has a better year next year. We'll see. But call, wake, wake me up when we get to 3200 That's Get that $5.50 ready. Oh, I'm ready. I think by then I can make it six. <laughs> All right. Bill Santiago joining pre-market prep. All right, Triple D. Uh, there is a lot of chop in there. Yep. You chop? A chop, a drop, a chop, back high. Uh, you know what? The PCE was almost, you know, kind of, and, and, and just, you know, obviously we're trading with Bill on there. So maybe you should just say the numbers here again, Aaron, if you have them in front of you, and then we can talk about it. But the PCE kind of came where, right around where you think. Mm-hmm. Do you have the yeah, numbers? Me, yeah, yeah. Let me go ahead and get uh, those pulled up. Give me two seconds here. But yeah, I read them earlier. It was slightly... Um, all right, so the PCE rose 5.5% in November from a year earlier, a 0.1% increase from uh, October. So in October, prices rose 6.1% annually, 5.5% in November. So it's a 0.6% decrease there month over month. Core PCE, which excludes the volatile food and energy categories, was up 4.7% annually and 0.2% on a monthly basis which was essentially in line with expectations, yeah. Dennis. I Not think, really. I, I, was gonna say that I think the PCE was almost a non-event here, Joel. What it hit the market was the durable goods. And, you know, this just kind of going under the radar. People were talking about the PCE. I'm not sure, you know, but I'm looking at durable goods, minus 2.1% versus expected minus 1%. And I'm saying, man, that sounds like, trouble that sounds like reset not that you know that number is not good that sounds like thinking about recession here mm-hmm. so i think the market actually hit it on the durable goods saying holy crap that's a bad number and then they're like oh yeah but if that's a bad number maybe that's good because the fed will like maybe you know back off a little bit here but then the market i think in the end here is going to think Holy, maybe we really are going to go into recession. That's a number that starts getting you thinking more about the recession in 2023. And I think that's not good for stocks. And this is what I've been predicting, obviously, on the show for a long time. But on the the flip side of that, Dennis, is that if if the GDP number sends us down that much, then shouldn't a negative durable goods number send us up? I don't, I think we're past it now because I think with the Powell conference, and just one sec as I get picked off on stuff. I think with the, what we saw, obviously, with the Powell, I got to cancel orders again because we're going flat here now. Um, I, I think it's changed its tune. I think this market is thinking that the Fed may not back down as quickly as you'd like. So you think, oh, yeah, you know, I think if we were like, take it back a month ago, like, oh, Derek, but this is good because Powell's going to you know, start talking a little more dovish. But he didn't talk dovish after the last CPI number. So this ain't going to make him get dovish. This is telling us, you know, we're probably you know, looking at a potential recession here. And I'm not sure the Fed's going to bail us out. Uh, looking at the S&P 500 spy going back red pre-market. Yeah. So I, I think cr- it's a fade. So I do think it's a sell the rip opportunity here, unfortunately. Um, and I know you're not seeing any rip now, but we were ripping, you know, about mm-hmm. 10 minutes ago. I think you still got to be raising cash here because I think this recession's coming. I think there's no soft landing. I think this durable goods gives food for that thesis and i think powell's not coming to the rescue until we get into a serious tough spot in the economy so i think he's coming to the rescue in the second half of 2023 but i don't think he's coming to the rescue because he already said he doesn't want to start you know loosening prematurely here so none of these bad numbers are going to make him just all of a sudden change his mind so bad numbers are now just bad numbers so we could go back to normal and, and think about this. If we got this durable goods number two years ago, you'd be like, oh, crap, the market's getting killed on it. So the market doesn't, the algos don't really know what to do here. It's not a good number. But then they're like, yeah, but that's a good thing. That's not a good number. I know. We're getting so, the so that's why thing. you're getting the chop. The algos are confused on what to do with this. I think in the end, the, it's, we're going to go back to normalized markets where bad news is bad news. <laughs> bad economic data is bad economic data. I think that's what's going to happen in 2023. And I think there's going to be a lot of bad economic data coming in the first quarter 2023 into the second quarter and then i think eventually powell will start to like okay we need to cool it because we're getting the data in here now but there's so much lag that's why i can't just get on this bull rah rah thesis buy tesla buy all these stocks as a trade january one for maybe a few days maybe 
but not going in the long-term investment account, still staying, heavy cash. I'm concerned, and this durable goods makes me more concerned. What did you see out there in the order flow? I know there was chopping around. It was all chop. They hit it because they honestly, it went really wide. So on the number, they went a buck and a half wide on SPY, I thought I saw it one time. That's incredible to be a dollar and a half wide. It's 15 points wide. And they're like, they don't know what to do. I'm like, they don't know what to do with this number. And then I'm looking, I'm like, well, the PC is kind of in line. But then I saw the durable goods, and I'm like, ooh, that's a bad number. And then, and then they started hitting it. But then they're like, that whole thesis that Aaron was talking about, well, bad number is a good number. So then they buy it. But you know what? I think we're going back to bad is bad. And I think that's what you're going to see in 2023, that the bad numbers are just going to be construed as just being bad. So we're going to stop cheering for crappy economic numbers because – we're going. I think we're going into that recession, and the market's not going to like it. All right, just uh, we got a few minutes left here. Uh, I just want to know, Dennis, about have you figured out the Ape AMC arb yet? Here, uh, not good. Uh, not good for for AMC shareholders. Here, you have uh, Ape trading up considerably. Here, they're going to supposedly do the conversion and do a reverse split stock. This is uh, a reverse split. It's up uh, fifty one cents or forty two percent, and then AMC is trading in the red. Uh, you think the ARBs are going to get down and dirty in this one, or is this just too much uncertainty? I think this is, um, you know, not my – I don't trade AMC or APE or $5, okay. $4 stocks. But, I mean, if – and I have not done any research. I give it I give it almost zero time. So, okay. But I, it, for just taking the headline, if they obviously are trying to convert the APE to AMC, I'm not surprised if that spread starts to tighten. I'm skeptical. I don't know if it's going to get approved. I'm not sure who's, you know, who's, you know, obviously a lot of these AMC shareholders probably have the Ape shares as well, the Ape units. But if they got to vote it, you know, if I had just owned AMC and didn't own Ape, I would be voting it down. If I owned Ape and didn't own AMC, uh, if I owned both, I would probably be voting for it. So I think it's a matter of who owns both and who owns just the AMC. So I don't know what happens if this goes to shareholder vote, if it gets approved or not. But obviously, if it does get approved, you're going to see that spread close. I don't know if it gets approved. I'm, I, I have no opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, and here we are just uh, battling uh, unchanged on the session here. So I think that's going to be a, a pretty good level for your stocks. If, for example, it, Microsoft moves up. And then what else are you seeing out there? What else you want to cover? Um, just, again, we're seeing chop. The market, the algos don't know what to do with this number. They don't know what to do with it because, again, is good news bad news? Is bad news good news? The algos are still trying to figure that out. Again, I think it's eventually going to be bad news is bad news in 2023. I don't know if we're there yet. Maybe they're going to rally it. Maybe they're going to come in. It's going to be a curious day. But if they actually hit this today, then you're starting to get to this market that bad news is bad news. So it's going to be interesting. Aaron, what are your thoughts here today? My thoughts, I mean, I, I want to watch the action off the open. I'd be uh, wary of wh- whatever direction we go the first 15 minutes. Be, you know, be ready for some sort of reversal there. Tesla right. will be one I'm watching uh, a lot because I want to see if we get any any bullish activity based off that uh, must comment yesterday or if it's just more selling. But, um, yeah, Dennis, I mean, today – I will say, full disclosure, I'm long actually some spy calls into the day that I bought before yesterday's little rally. So I was hopeful coming into today that that rally yeah. was going to continue. A little bit less hopeful right now, um, but I'm still holding on to those calls. So so hoping for some bullish activity. What do you like to look off the the, the open end? Are you looking at like the, the opening prints? Are you looking at the first five minutes, opening crossovers? What uh, what What do you like to focus on? Really just, I, like I said, like I like to look at the price action in the first 15 minutes and then kind of set and then look like 945. All right, now let's see what we're doing here. Um, and then and then try to see, you know, if we're going both directions the same way, like down and then down again after 945, then, uh, you know, that gives me some conviction that we're going to be b- a little bit bearish for a little bit. If we get a reversal, then it, it, then it switches up. So it depends day okay. to day, Joel. And we got a uh, we got a ten o'clock number too. Um, I think it's uh, is, UM think, consumer uh, sentiment. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, one of the most important indicators in the world coming out of the University of Michigan. Uh, so huh. uh, you know, Dennis, but you you'll be wrapped up by then, right? So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm market neutral right now. I'm I'm neutral, and obviously not a long term account, but I'm neutral on my trading account here right now. I, I do think the bears are going to win here. I do think that in the end that 
bad news is going to be bad news. I don't know if it starts today, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Because there's going to be some people, oh, yeah, this is what you buy. And those people just bought. Those people just came in on the dip. And those people are like, well, bad news is good news, remember? And they just bought all that up. And now they're holding the bag a little bit. I'm not sure it's going to be follow through here. If you look under the hood, um, the stocks are still just trying to figure it out here. I mean, Apple's slightly yeah. red. Tesla is just kind of trading up a buck from last night. It's just a lot of chop here right now. And again, you're in holiday trade, which is something to consider. Holiday trade, there's less liquidity. So you see more extreme moves. Liquidity, obviously, the orders on the books, how thick the book is, how thin the book is. Book is very thin here during holiday trade. So that can give you extreme move. I think you're going to get a lot of chop here still. I'm kind of scared for today. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a bad day. And we're when flat we're... here right now. We're exactly right. flat here right now. So make your call. You're flat. Right yeah. now, I would not want to own stocks yeah. today. Do you know what? We are almost exactly where we I, I always like to look at where we were before the number, you know, just to gauge the overall reaction. And uh, the 830 bracket ended at 48 and a quarter, and we're trading at 49 and a quarter. So all the up and all the down, we're still here basically unchanged. Uh, I'm going to sneak out here in a second. I'm going to go over to our pre-market prep. Um, I put the link in over there. I'm going to go do some extended ticker time here on this Friday. If you guys scroll up a little bit, or I could put it in there again. Uh, Aaron, once again, uh, great job uh, today helping us out. And we'll be back with me um, at the close today. And uh, we just might be right here at 3850. Uh, Triple D, you be safe out there. And uh, we will chat later on today. Everyone that's not going to tune in uh, to either pre-market prep with stock odds or at the close, have a good holiday. Be safe. We'll be back on Tuesday. And just for a little, a little teaser, I got one heck of a show lined up for everybody on Tuesday. We're not going to go from 8 to 9. We're not going to go from 8 to 9 to 10. We're going to go 8 to 9 to 10 all the way to 11 o'clock. We're going to put a three-hour show on. We're going to bring on Gene Munster. We're going to bring on Todd Gordon. We're going to bring on Michael Pactor. We're going to bring on Cameron Dawson. We're going to bring on some other people too. So really, really looking forward to that. Make sure you guys are tuned in on Tuesday. Uh, good luck out there. And um, go get them. Beautiful. We'll be back for at the close. Till then, uh, stay green. Smash the like if you have not already. Peace and love, y'all.